powered by MPB. This is the MPB Student Council Podcast, hosted by members of MPB Student Council. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Hi, I'm McKenna Mead. I'm a graduate of the class of 2022 from Hernando High School in the DeSoto County School District. I am a current member of the Mississippi Public Broadcasting Student Council as a vice chair. So I was introduced to the MPB Student Council podcast through my teacher at CTC, which was Miss Terry Gordon. And she looked at me and I remember her saying specifically that she wanted me to try out. She said, everyone else, I'm not going to push them. I'm not going to give them a grade for it, she said, but I definitely want you to go try it. Because she said, you interviewed during the summer to help with the documentary. And she said, I was just blown away. And she said, Justin Jaggers, who is the man that I was helping interview, she said that he looked at her and asked her, is this her first time interviewing? Ms. Gordon goes, yes. And he said, she needs to definitely find an internship or a council-like spot. He said she needs to do something. So I applied thinking, okay, they might not pick me just because I'm a Hernando kid. I'm more small town. I don't know if I'll get this. And so I walked into it with a little bit of a negative mind frame. But as soon as I stepped into the meeting and I got to talk and it was just, it was like that. I instantly was hooked on this. I wanted to know more. I really wanted to get in. And when I got the acceptance letter, I was over the moon ecstatic. And so what happened is, is I went and I talked to Gordon and she said, that's it. She said, you are going to get so many opportunities from this. And she said, I want you to tell me all about it. And she offered to sit in with me on my first meeting. I told her she doesn't have to, don't worry about it. And I went to the first meeting. I was very, very scared. It was very obvious. I think I looked a bit like a deer in the headlights and I just blossomed from there. I got to talk to Miss Harvey and I got to talk to Miss Jermaine Flood and they just gave me opportunity after opportunity from resumes to helping me figure out what do I want to do when I'm older to getting involved with my community and really getting my hands down in it and just getting to blossom into a big beautiful flower and I honestly would not be where I am today without any of their help and so I can honestly not thank them enough and if you have to ask me I would say that making sure, like, even if you think you're not going to get it, just try for it. Because I promise you, it is going to be worth it. And I mean, I got two great mentors from this. And I mean, even when we're not doing podcasts or we're not, you know, getting to talk every day, I know if anything ever happened, I could go talk to them or I could, you know, lean over and be like, hey, uh, I was thinking of recording this. Do you have any advice? And they would help me. And honestly, it's just a great opportunity. So when I was younger, the way that I knew about MPB or any sort of PBS branch was me and my grandmother would sit down and watch Clifford. And we watch Clifford, we would watch Arthur. We would watch him and it was just, we would always sit down, watch him after preschool. And that's how I really knew about it. So when my teacher came to me and she went, hey, it's MPB student council. I was like, I have no clue what they would need. I was like, would they need animation? Would they need video? And she goes, just apply. You'll figure it out. And sure enough, when I applied, I figured out that it's it's a little bit of everything, but I've mostly gotten to work with podcasts, which is my personal favorite because I do love interviews. I love videos and it's just so much fun to me. But there's a huge difference between a school student council and the MPB student council because the school one, it is typically popular kids. 
if you're a younger, you know, less known, kind of mousy kid like I was, I was a very mousy bookworm, you are not going to make it on the council. I'm going to be honest. You are not going to make it. And that is a shame. But that's just how it was at my school personally. And so when I applied to the council, I thought that I would never get it. I, that was my whole mindset. I was like, I'm too bookworm. I'm too much of a mouse kid. I look really nervous on camera sometimes. I was like, they're not going to pick me. And then they picked me. And it really opened my eyes to show that the MPB student council wasn't just about, oh, this is our appearance. We want, you know, this, like just super popular, like rich kids. Like that's not MPB. They want students who are willing to talk. They want students who are willing to get in there and actually help their community. And yes, we can have the rich preppy kids too. And of course we do, but for the most part, it's not about your looks. It's not about how rich you are. It's about, you know, are you willing to help? Are you willing to actually get in there and learn and be able to grow from this? And when I joined the council, I noticed a lot of people were, a lot of us, I call us the integral aid. So the eight of us were very, very nervous. We didn't quite know what we were expecting. And once we got into it, we got to talking, we figured it out and it was just a lot of fun. I'm gonna say it straight. It was a lot of fun. There was no, you know, popularity contest. There was no drama. There was no, oh, well, I like so-and-so, you like so-and-so. There was none of that. It was just, we're council members. We're going to come together, we're gonna talk and we treat each other like a family. We don't treat each other like we're enemies. And that is a huge difference between public school and the student council with the PBS. So for the MPP student council, I know that I mentioned that there were eight of us. And now from those eight, I will say they are not anywhere near me. I think I'm the furthest away from everyone. And so what happens is, is my furthest friends originally before I joined this council were in South Haven. And that is only like a 10 minute drive from where, like my area, Hernando. So when I started getting into the student council and I started realizing, wait a minute, these people are like 20, 30, maybe an hour away from me. It really helped broaden my horizons and helped show me like different parts of Mississippi because Hernando, where I come from, it's a small town. We are a little itty bitty town. We are very historical and there's quite a bit of like buildings and museums and it's just very old town feel. Like you walk into it and you think, my God, I've hit the 1910s. Like it is very, very different from like, let's say Memphis. And I know that a lot of it, Memphis is a lot more clean, industrial, kind of revolutionized almost. And so I know that's a lot different. And so getting to talk to Jenna Dent and getting to talk to Jack Durr and just everyone and seeing, okay, this is how you live. This is how I live. Let's meet in the middle. Let's get to talking. And especially with the student council podcast, because the student council podcast, even though we had our mentors there, and even though, you know, we had a bit of direction here and there, you know, like, let's talk about this, this episode, or let's talk about this. We honestly got to take it over and make it our own. We made it like our kid. Like I used to joke that this whole council was like my baby. Like I'm learning from it. I'm helping raise it. I'm getting to actually, you know, just experience it. I'm not sitting there just twiddling my thumbs and going, okay, you know, I do what the adults tell me. That's that. No, I helped create the podcast. I helped create the council. And that is something I'm extremely proud of. And I mean, 
Without MPB, I honestly would not have made those connections. I would not have been able to help make that podcast. I would not be able to go to my job and have my experience because the Student Council podcast gave me just so much experience in podcast and video. And that alone, you wouldn't think that I would get that. You would think I'm just sitting there watching people. No, I got hands-on experience. I got to learn. I got to help develop it. And that is just perfect, honestly. Okay, so I know I've been talking a lot about PBS opportunities. So one of these absolutely brilliant moments that the council managed to give me was the opportunity to work with the PBS Student Reporting Labs. We ended up meeting around May 7th of 2022. Me and my mother and my sister went up to Ayuga and I got to meet Karen. And now the thing that we were recording happened to be about misinformation. So it was moments of truth and me and Karen got to sit down And the first thing we did was laugh because ironically, her name is Karen and there's a lot of, you know, oh, Karen means like a bad name or Karen has a stereotype associated with it where it's very conspiracy theory, you know, wild kind of thoughts. And Karen, when I sat down with her, was the most sweet, down to earth human I had ever met. She was just genuine. She didn't have any time for, you know, lies or misinformation. She was very quick to cut to the truth and she was just friendly and happy and it was quite fun to talk to her. So we got to sit down and talk and I remember one specific thing that she told me was that when she was in school she was taught that the dinosaurs and extinction, you know, evolution, all of that was not real. And that struck me because misinformation is just out there. It's always out there. It's always around and you have to know how to fight it. So getting to sit down and talk to her and her explaining to me some of the things she believed in and how she managed to sort of combat the misinformation so that she could get to the truth, it really stuck to me and it made the name of what is the working title right now, Moments of Truth, just all that more visceral to me. I understood it a lot better and it was just powerful. Okay, so this was not my first time being in front of the camera and interviewing. My first time was with Justin Jaggers and Terry Gordon for Musicians for the Bonner. So this was my second time. And I was still a little nervous because everyone gets a little nervous when a camera's put on you. I mean, you feel the heat of it, you get scared. It's completely natural. So I was a little nervous, but I wasn't terrified. Karen, she was cool as a cucumber. You couldn't tell she was freaking out. But I remember to kind of help me relax and kind of get into the zone, me and Karen got to sit down. And one of my favorite things about interviewing is that I get to know the person. I get to sit down, I get to hear their story, and I can help them tell it properly to the rest of the world. And that is my favorite thing about interviewing. Because I know sometimes words become jumbled and sometimes, you know, you get nervous and you kind of get it stuck in your throat. It's like a frog in your throat. You can't get past it. So getting to sit down with her and helping her bring her story to light was something that was very powerful to me. And I know from this experience, I would not be able to do a lot. I've had a bit of interviews in my past, but I've never been great at them. I've never been great at not stuttering. I've never been great at not pausing for a few seconds and then rushing on because it's hard to ask questions. You don't want to go too deep and you don't want to go too hard on a question because you're afraid that you're going to hurt someone's feelings or you're afraid that I'm going to say the wrong thing and she's going to clam up. And in that instance, Karen helped me see that yes, sometimes questions are hard, but they need to be asked. And you can ask them in a sensitive way. You don't have to rush in with, you know, 
why did you think this? That's not the right way to say it. No, it's not the right thinking at all. The way you need to talk and you need to think is, if I was in this position, how do I want someone to talk to me? And how I would want someone to ask me is, why did you think that? Because it's not the best mentality to think, you know, oh, these are people. The person I'm interviewing is not a person. It's just someone I'm interviewing, that's it. That's not the way to think. And to sit there and get to talk to Karen and get to see this is a human, this is a person, getting to play with her and her kid, you know, out in the garden, you know, rushing around on a trampoline, on slides, on swing sets, you get to see that these are actual people. The people you're interviewing are people. They're not just some cardboard figure. It is a person. And that is something that you need to take with you in every interview and every interaction in your day-to-day life. And I've thought of that quite a bit myself. I may not agree with someone, or I may think that this person does not have the right frame of mind, but I look at them and I go, this is a person. And I need to treat them with the same respect that I would want given to me. And that's what this helped me see a lot because I used to be very, very sort of angry, sort of annoyed about things. And I would snap. I would have my moments where I would snap and I would be like, oh, I don't think you're right. Or, oh, I don't agree with you at all, stop. But now I sit and I go, okay, I don't agree with you, but I wanna see your point of view. Can you tell me about it? And interviewing has helped me sort of open my eyes to others. It has helped me to the point where I can communicate with people and we can walk away from that seeing eye to eye feeling good. And I don't walk away angry and they don't walk away frustrated. And I mean, it did help me because honestly, I would just sit down and argue with people. I wouldn't try to look at it from their perspective, which is just an awful way of thinking and it's not good. And getting to do this and sort of understanding people better, that's something I really love about interviewing. And that has helped me just a huge amount, especially my day-to-day interactions. So I really have a lot to say about that, but thank you is probably my first 20 things I would say. Okay, so the student council helped me get a job, and that's probably a little shocking to say, considering that it's a student council and you would think, oh, it helps you more with education. And while it does help you with education, it helps you also to get a job because I applied to a job for an internship at How to Barbecue Right, which is a YouTube channel and its own brand, which is Killer Hogs. And the first thing that they asked me was if I had any experience with podcasts and recording videos. And immediately I had the recording videos down, I had the podcast down because of the student council. I had never touched a piece of podcast equipment in my life. I had never looked at a podcast. I never even considered doing one until I joined this council. And so when I told them, yes, I have experience. Yes, I know what I'm doing. I was chosen out of, I think they said it was 30 applicants. I was chosen out of 30 applicants with college degrees with way more experience than me because they saw potential in me and they saw that, hey, you've done like actual stuff. You are not lying to us. You have actually done this and you have the experience we're looking for. And that's why they chose me. So if I hadn't gone in this council, if I had not agreed to join, if I had not stretched, you know, got out of my comfort zone and gone, hey, I really want to, you know, give this a shot. I would not have been able to apply for that job. They would have chosen someone with more experience who would have had a degree. And while I'm working for my degree and I'm going to get my degree, I would not have had a shot. I would not have had a shot on a cold summer day. That is not gonna happen for me. And so honestly, the council, I mean, it just gives you so many opportunities. It helps you grow as a person. It helps teach you, you know, all these valuable life skills, you know, treat others like they're humans, 
um, they'll give you the experience that you need to go out there and join the workforce. And it's just an amazing opportunity. And I would not be where I am today without the help of the student council. And that's just the end all be all. I would not be where I am today. And so honestly, while earlier I thank the student reporting labs, I have to thank the council for taking a chance on me and giving me an opportunity that I would have never had anywhere else. Getting to work with the council, seeing how this works and seeing that not everyone is gonna be out in the limelight. There are gonna be people in the back who are helping you, teaching you, really giving you an experience and an opportunity. I mean, it is worth every second. If I had to live a million lives, in every single life, I would come back to the council just because of how much it helped me. If you'd like more information on the MPB Student Council or you would like an opportunity of your own, visit education.mpbonline.org. You've been listening to the MPB Student Council podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAST.